dawn, you find yourself pacing back and forth in your bedroom. The skyline outside your balcony on the pallets is beginning to come alive with lights as the day sensor switches to night. What do you see as you are pacing back and forth inside of your bedroom? Um, probably the exact opposite view that, um, Danny has on the Ark Star. Um, I mean, this is, this is a, a regal bedroom with way, way more space than I could ever need. You know, I've got one of those beds that has like curtains around it for some reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just the completely like open balcony overlooking the, uh, capital city here on Callisto. As you're pacing back and forth, you catch a glimpse of yourself and the large mirror uh, hovering over your vanity table. You notice that one of the ringlets of your dark hair is slightly out of place, and so you you quickly push it behind your ear uh, and get back to pacing back and forth. And, And as you're doing so, you're smoothing out the creases in your flowy purple robe. You hear a knock at your bedroom door. Three raps, followed by two quick taps. What do you do? Um, I glance around the room just to make sure, you know, no one's watching. No one would be, but, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous. But then I, uh, I go and I open the door. You open the door and there's no one there. You feel something shuffle next to you and you, you quickly shut the door. And behind you, a woman in a sleek silver suit with a sword on her back materializes. She pulls off her head covering shakes out her long, dark hair. <sighs> Everything is taken care of. I found a smithy in the other belly of the city that should be untraceable. I paid the body smithy heavy sum and an intimidating visit to ask no questions and do whatever you tell him to. I have a ticket on the next freighter heading into the core system as well as a burner account with a couple thousand credits that should be enough for you to get far enough away to start over for yourself. <sighs> are, are you sure you want to do this? <sighs> Yeah, of course. Um, yes, yes. Your mother will be very unhappy when you don't arrive for training tomorrow. <sighs> I will hold her back for as long as her can, but she will eventually send people out to find you. That's fine. I Listen, I thank you for your help. I don't expect any of you to understand, but I, I can't stay here. I, this isn't me. I have to. Your Aunt Camille looks at you and with a sad look in her eyes, kind of smiles. I do understand more than you'll ever know. I was able to get a couple different options for some ID cards that off of honestly some dead bodies that I don't really think you want to know how I got. Yeah, you did uh, not see. have to tell me that part. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I've got a uh, Damien Rossi, a Leroy McCullough, and a uh, Danny Riker. That one. Your aunt hands you the boarding card for the freighter, an ID chip, and a communications device. Once you leave, there is no going back. I won't be able to help you like I have these past few weeks. Tell no one who you used to be. You never know what someone will do if they know your old identity and who your family is. Use this communicator only in emergencies, and I will do everything I can to protect you from here. Okay. Um, thank you again. I, I mean, and uh, yeah, thank you. I, I don't know if I want you to tell my parents that, uh, what happened or if I don't want you to say anything at all, but I, I just have to get out of here. I know. I won't tell them much. And honestly, I, 
for my own safety, it may make sense for me to say very little at all. She smiles at you and puts her puts her head covering back on. And as she begins to dematerialize, she smiles. Until we meet again, Danny Riker. One more thing. Um, I think I go over to my vanity and I, I pick up a kind of ornate hairpin with uh, some purple jewels in it, along with the data pad that I should have been studying, but I have religiously avoided the past few weeks. And I uh, hand it to her and I say, uh, give these to Deirdre. I, I don't need them. She'll do better than I ever would. The the, the clip and data pad uh, are lifted from your hands and then immediately dematerialize as she sticks them into uh, into her suit. The You hear some footsteps and the door open as if on its own and close behind you. Here goes nothing. And uh, my matter weave shifts from the uh, purple ornate robe into black t-shirt, pair of black jeans, and I grab my single black backpack and jump over the ledge of my balcony. everybody and welcome back to rpg roulette the actual play podcast where everyone is the game master my name is noah jones it seems like you're the game master all the time it has been me for a long freaking time (laughs) my name is noah jones and once again i am the milk master for this episode and you know i occasionally occasionally (laughs) get to play uh Captain Joss Wind Waker, your favorite uh, Bion loving boy. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, everyone. Uh, my, my name's Keaton Sample, and uh, on the show, I play uh, Danny Riker, the uh, intelligence officer uh, and synth of the Ark Star. I just have to cut in because, like, I was so <gasps> positive you were going to say Dale Olson. Like, every ounce <laughs> of my being was ready oh, for hey, you guys, to say that. Uh, Oh gosh, there's a lot of lights on this. Is that is that the sky outside that window? How did I get here? Um, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, uh, contemplate things in that corner. God, I haven't been day on a long time. I know that was that was that was lovely to hear. Hello, everyone. My name is Luke Howard, and on this show, I play Kyron Sibilla, security officer of the Ark Star. Yay. My name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Hunter Wood, and I play Vern, and he's a Vernovan, and he's got a little frog boy. He does, does have a Vern little have frog a, boy. Have, did we decide on Vern's role on the ship, like his <laughs> position, or is he just our Vernovan? I'm just your Vernovan, baby. All right. You know what? That, that's fine with me. You know, I, I thrown around a couple ideas in my head as to what I think he is. You know, I, I was thinking he's either the ship's accountant or no. the uh, or the communications officer was the two that I had in my head. 
But if he's just the resident Vernovan, I think that's also perfectly fine. That implies that that every every group, uh, I don't know what what is the what's the name for what we are within the coalition? Are we a yeah? We're a not crew? like a platoon. Are we a or, yeah a, a band? Are we a crew? I think is the most accurate okay. word. I mean, I, I'm going to use the root word crew a lot in this episode, so I hope okay. the word crew is the is the most accurate word to use. Yeah, if it's not, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> I won't. Uh, I think I had you one time. You said volts instead of bolts, uh, and I was like, just say it, and I'll fix it. And in the edit, when I was saying that I would do that, I listened to it, and I went, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm just cut it all out. <laughs> no, strike it from the record. Never existed. It's episode <laughs> seven. Thanks everyone for, okay, yeah, we can do this as a little pre-episode announcement on uh, just thanks for your patience, everyone. It's been hard to get our schedules to align the past uh, month or two here at RPG Roulette. Um, so thanks so much for that. We're gonna still do our darndest to hit that, you know, bi-weekly two episodes a month target, but eh, you know, we're not the adventure zone. We're not critical role. It's not always gonna happen. So th- thanks, thanks for understanding that. Um. Yeah, but we'll we'll always come back with the next one whenever as whenever like it happens. Say, as we like to say, you know, we don't do this full time or anything. This is just something that we do and that we do and have a lot of fun with. But you know, we have we have very busy lives. But we still want to get out and tell these stories and play together and have fun and share all of it with you. So thank you all for sticking around with us. And Ooh. I like doing the silly voices. I like doing the silly voices too, but I have, I've only gotten to do, well, I was going to say I've only gotten to do one episode, but Luke, you still haven't had your first episode, so I guess I, I guess I can't say anything. Uh -uh, I haven't. And and Danny doesn't have that silly of a voice. Um, (laughs) That silly. Depends on how I'm feeling. Uh, But yes, no. Okay. Uh, Should we, should we, should we, should we, should we, should we, should we get into it? I think we should. Are y'all ready to uh, have your milk be mastered? Yes. No, there's no one I'd rather master my milk. Vern and Kyren, you both are in the medical bay, standing over the med pod um, as an unconscious Joss is currently being attended to. Uh, The med pod's reporter unit swivels around on its lever arm and Uh, swings over to you guys as tubes filled with bright yellow liquid uh, slowly attached to Joss's arms and legs. The captain is stabilized thanks to the stim pack administered right after the injury. He should be back to full functioning after a little rest. The the yellow in the tubes, is that is that urine? I've heard that human urine is yellow. Oh no no. It is an advanced stem serum that should be getting him back to normal within a couple hours. Okay, good. That, I thought that would be pretty gross if it was just there. Yeah, and besides, human urine <laughs> comes out here, and I point at his ear. Ah, I see. There are so many things wrong with that sentence, but I do not have the time or the patience to explain it to you. <laughs> and the, 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 the well, reporter unit swivels. The reporter unit swivels back up over the the rest of the med pod and you see little like surgical arms going down and like, uh, you know, just like messing around with things and you're slowly, slowly uh, reviving Joss from his 
good old shock that he received uh, at the end of last episode. What do you two do? Hmm. Um, well, well, I'm going to... Uh, oh, sorry. Did you want to... We, should, we both said well at the same time, so I just didn't know if... <laughs> I, uh, which one of us outranks the other? Vern uh, would probably not... Got it, buddy. Oh no! I sorry. It, I did not intend that to be threatening in any way. I was that was a that was a genuine query. <laughs> um. So, I think you outrank me, but I might outrank you. I was kind of the captain because I flew the ship at one point, but then I crashed. Mm. So I think it's a draw. We'll call it a draw. Fair enough. Let's just speak at the same time. Okay. So well, it seems as if I think the that I'm going to head good, up to the bridge so and see what our current course is. Oh. Oh. <laughs> nice. Wow. Hey, great minds. I'm falling out of my seat. <laughs> wow. That was amazing. <laughs> that was my favorite interaction I've ever had. <laughs> I can hear them both blush when they made eye contact and realize they said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyron and Vern, y- y'all very much on the same wavelength, uh, head up to the bridge. Uh, as you get there, again, things seem to be kind of shut down on the ship. It has been a few hours since the attack and since the ship was pulled out of space. As you guys kind of walk into the bridge, there are still some flashing red lights everywhere. The ship is just slowly drifting in the direction it was going in after it was pulled out of inner space. Hmm. Now, I know that you crashed the ship the last time you flew it, but do you know what any of these things do? Um, I have a rough idea. I think I could probably get us going in a different direction. We, we might not even need to go in a different direction. We might just need to go in this direction. I, I just kind of look out the front window. What do I see? You see the vacuum of space. Hmm. There is no nothing really identifiable out and around. We were pulled out of interspace just in some random system. And like, even as you look up at the heads up display, you don't even see like a planet close by. There's not even a a a, a, a stray asteroid. We are just in the middle of no. So I feel like um, there should be some type of computer. Well, I'm sure there is a computer that's part of the ship, but I think that there should be probably a way for me to like get coordinates for where we are. Um, the question is if that's something I know how to do or not. And I think I would like to roll to attempt it or I guess not now. I would like to attempt it and you decide if that requires a roll. Yeah, so I, I think it is going to require a roll. You can go, because again, you could go to the the like the piloting station, you know, where, where Joss normally yeah. sits at the at the front of the bridge. There are a bunch of computers and stuff there. And I do think you would know that, that yeah, there is a navigational computer uh, as part of that kit. I think, you know, you, you go up to Joss's chair and sit down in it and everything. Make a um make a level five uh intellect roll as you uh try to figure out where you are uh i rolled a 15 
look at that. That's fantastic. That is uh, exactly as much as you needed. As yeah. you uh, as you start, you know, flipping buttons and things, you know, you you don't actually know what you're doing, but you are. You realize, oh, that's the navigational computer, and you start fiddling with it, and then eventually it does uh, pop up on the display that you are in the uh, you are in the Bubrite system. And you know that there are two gas giants within this system uh, orbiting around a teeny tiny little white dwarf star. And you know that there are no inhabitants or any coalition stations in any of the nearby sectors. This is just a empty space between uh, where the asteroid and Acer Station are. Sweet. So for our uh, good, good listeners, not for me, because I, Hunter, definitely already know this information. Could you remind <laughs> me where we were going before we got pulled off track again? Absolutely, I can tell you. So we had just left uh, the Slepnir ship, which is uh, Admiral Halifax's flagship. And we were flying back to Acer Station after the uh, events of... Uh, the wormy asteroid. The wormy asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think I said the asteroid 1138 TX a bunch last episode, so just, just more concise. Yeah. Sweet. So I think I um, I show the... Uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to take the next step. Oh, like Now that I have this information, if I want to try and pilot our craft or if I want to just be content with knowing where we are because I think I could do it but I also think there's a potential that I could screw it up and make the situation worse when we're not (laughs) in like a bad situation anymore so I don't know if just like standing pat is the worst idea Mm. if you want to make a roll I can tell you what you what you think if you just want to roll roll the dice I have it in my head evens and odds what you think I will do that. I like the idea of that a lot. Um, I rolled a four. A four? Evens were, you were uh, perfectly fine with standing pat. You're like, ah, cool. I know that we're in the Boobright system, and you're fine with that. Well, at least now we know where we are. And where is that? We're in the Boobright system. Um, Interesting. Can I look and see how far we are from where we're going? Is that something the navigational computer could tell me as well? It is. You'd have to make another uh, another difficulty five in electoral. But yes, you yeah, could. that seems like useful information, and I don't feel like anything particularly bad will happen if I fail on this roll. So I'll do it. Um, <laughs> I got a si- uh, I got a sixteen this time. Sixteen, nice. Yeah, you're able to tell that you that we are about three jumps away from the Acer station, which means if we were flying at a non-interspace speed, it would take a few months to get to Acer station. If we were flying through interspace, it would take a few hours. Hmm. Cool. Good to know. Um, I relay that information. So, uh, I feel like the captain seems like he is fairly stable. He's going to be good to go soon. Um, I say we just wait for him. I mean, I don't think it'll be much longer before he's up and about. Oh, sure. 
I just find it strange that they would only put one person who actually knows how to fly a ship on a ship with a crew of four people. Oh, I mean, I definitely can fly it. And, uh... Do you, you think there's a to... manual around here or something that I can read? Uh, <laughs> Vern Kyron is, is going... just, like, like, opening drawers <laughs> and, like, cabinets. And, like... I am going to just... I want to try and... Yeah, I'm going to try and fly it. I know we just rolled to the side that I wasn't, but now, like, this new conversation has had Vern, like, he he tried earlier and you know i think part of him feels like um he wants to try again now he's like in open space so there's not an asteroid for him to crash into so cool i'm going to gm intrude here give yourself one xp and give an xp to somebody else um i feel like kyron's the obvious choice because we're here kind of sharing this scene so heck yeah totally down for that so as you uh, sit down into the pilot's chair and you stick your arms onto the throttles and everything and you get this feeling through your body. Oh, I absolutely can do this. And you go to flip a switch and as you flip it, nothing happens. So you flip it again. Nothing happens. You start pushing buttons and then all of a sudden on the heads up display uh, in front of you, just the words unauthorized, do not touch pop up in front of you. And well, a little hologram that- of Joss wagging his finger going, uh-uh-uh. uh uh reference. Definitely wrong. I mean, I am like 100% sure that if Joss cannot fly, I'm the person that's supposed to fly. Um, this is this is incorrect. Uh, I want to just start banging on random buttons. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, um, as you do so, the message on the heads up display just gets bigger and bigger and more angry until eventually in front of you, a little hatch opens and a little mechanical arm pops up and smacks your hands away from the controls and then quickly shoots back down into the console. Uh, Vern, I, I don't think that you should continue in your endeavors. That's kind of the message I got as well. Yeah. Um... Computer. Well, I tried. Uh, Kyra's going to turn around and, and walk back out of the bridge. Yeah, uh, you 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 walk out of the bridge. Where do you head? Uh, I want to I want to find out where Danny went. I'm looking around and I don't see Danny anywhere. Yeah. Is there yeah. an intercom system in the ship? There is an intercom system on the ship. I will need uh, you to make a uh, intelli- intellect roll to figure out if you know how to use it. Okay. Make make a um, a challenge level four intellect roll for me. Okay. So twelve. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be four. Yeah, you walk up to the machine that you know because uh, at at the door of every single room there mm-hmm. is a little intercom machine, and you walk up to it. And you like start pushing buttons on it, and you cannot figure out how to uh, start relaying a message through the ship. Uh, um, Danny, Danny Riker, is this is this thing on? Hello, hello, Danny. You find yourself pacing back and forth in your new bedroom from your little viewport. All you can see 
is the vacuum of space, interrupted only by a speck of what you think is probably that Callistoan ship that was jettisoned away from the Ark Star a few hours ago. What is going through your mind? Um, I think it's honestly probably pretty blank at this point because for the past few hours, it's been going like a thousand miles an hour. Um, probably reliving my aunt's warning on like not to tell anyone, but then like thinking to myself, how the heck am I supposed to leave this room without telling anyone what the heck's going on? Because we just had a bunch of people try to kill us. Um, presumably. Like, I don't really know what's going on with the whole Mr. Coley thing, you know. Um, I guess I didn't know that I knew that the the identity came off of a dead body. But if I did, I've probably started to piece that together, that they were probably after whoever Danny Riker was. Um, and yeah, I think I'm just like a bunch of scenarios of like, but what if they knew that he was dead and they knew someone else had it? And what if they figured it out like who gave and, and I, yeah, I'm probably just going over and over and over again scenarios in my head. Yeah. As, as all of that is going on, do you leave your room at all or do you, are you just staying? Like it would drive the plot forward if I did, but I really don't think that Danny would. I think I'm staying. Yeah. Vern. Make a um make a luck roll for me have we have we talked about luck rolls on on the show i think, I think we have you I think had I, someone do one and then i explained i think yeah. i have i think i've done one before so make a luck roll for me give me a d100 d100 coming up every game uh, system should have a luck mechanic in my opinion i think in most other games it's just the gm doing something 32 <laughs> 32? Yeah. That's actually pretty close to what I rolled. Okay, so you get a tingle in the back of your void and you all of a sudden have this urge. This urge to go to the turnstile and start flipping buttons and switches and you feel like you have to find something. Yeah, that's a GM intrusion. Oh, 100%. Give yourself a Give yourself another XP and give another one to somebody else. Sweet, because that's actually what I, Hunter, wanted to do anyways. So, um, I will give this one to Danny. And my rationale is I don't know exactly what's going on, but I do feel like he's kind of stressed with just the stuff that happened so unless I feel you do like know exactly what's going that. on because you're a mind reader which has crossed my keaton's mind a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> i would gladly take your experience point though thank you you're welcome i go to the yeah i go to the turnstile so yeah you you start flipping switches and everything and then eventually you find a little purple bedroom and inside oh. this little purple bedroom there is one danny Riker pacing back and forth Oh, how did Hi, you, Danny. how did, how did you find this room? Um, I just, I went to the turnstile and I really felt like I needed to, you know, mess with it. And this is just what I, what I felt like I was supposed to turn and here I am. Okay. Um, do, do you need something? I thought you might need something. Oh no, really? It's fine. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's all I got. <laughs> um, 
I think Vern pauses. I don't think he's going to like come in and like sit down or stay in the room without indication that that is what Danny wants. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he leaves either. I think he just stands there um, in almost kind of a like, um, if you want me to stay, I will. If you're like, no, I still need my space for a little bit and ask, I'll leave. But I'm kind of not saying anything, just standing there waiting for Danny to make that decision. To be fair, Vern is probably the one I'm the least threatened about because I don't think Vern knows anything about um, the Soul Collective's like society and structure and you know who I am and stuff. Um, but I, I'm also still just kind of freaking out and stuff. Um, I guess I'd ask like, how's the captain? Oh, great news! We he's stable. Um, we believe that fairly soon here he's going to be back on his feet we tried to fly the ship but um it did not go the way we had hoped we couldn't get it to start flying great yeah i think i really am in an awkward state of mind i know this isn't the most enticing role play to listen to and stuff but as you sit there kind of just awkwardly staring at the smiling vernovan standing above you uh over the ship wide intercom joss's voice rings out um uh, uh attention all crew um but please report to the mess room immediately for a mandatory crew meeting uh thank you uh kyron finds <sighs> the room and walks in and as he walks in he says i didn't even know there was a room specifically for messes <laughs> oh cafeteria got it yeah, 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 no, 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 just, 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 take a seat. <laughs> I well, like that, though. Vern shows okay. up with a the bucket of mud and mulch from the greenhouse. <laughs> I'm ready. Is this where, is this where we make a mess? <laughs> oh, as you all, uh, well, I, I'm assuming, do you two as well I, um, listen I, to the message? I, I think that just as we're leaving, just... Uh, kind of quickly, I think Vern puts a hand on Danny's shoulder. Um, mm. Danny, your crew supports you, and I think we need to go to the mess hall. And then I walk out. Yeah, I mean, I look after you for like a second, but I'm not going to ignore the orders of my captain. You know, I'm, all of my scenarios in my head are how do I get out of this mess? And while it'd be easy to stay in that room forever, that's not going to help me get out of the mess. Yeah, well, you all enter into the mess room, and it's funky, 70s-style, plasticky kitchen. Uh, And and you see kind of standing behind the island, struggling to put a kettle of tea uh, onto onto the stovetop. You see Joss with... uh, he's, He's got a bandage around his head, and... Uh, his right arm is in a sling. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, uh, you two, take a seat. I am uh, whipping up a quick brewski for my boys. I just shake my um, head no <laughs> as I sit down. <laughs> yes. Hi. Good to see you all. Uh, sorry for getting electrocuted and for maybe passing out. As uh, soon as I came to, I just jumped right out of the med pod. It is not really great for the captain and the pilot. 
to and the mechanical officer to uh, be, you know, uh, at a commission whenever the ship is, you know, floating through just uh, middle of space. And so I thought, hey, let's go ahead and make make some tea for everybody. How's everybody doing? Vern raises his hand. He points at you. Vern. Captain, um, I have put in great thought and I have decided that I believe I should learn to fly the ship. So if there is another situation in which you become incapacitated, we have someone else who is aware of how to do so. Joss kind of looks at you for a second and and a smile slowly kind of crosses his face. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a great idea. Oh, you're going to love flying the Ark Star. It's, it's a, it is such a wonderful, wonderful drive. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. A- as soon as we get back to Acer, I will absolutely put in a request for you to, uh, you know, g- get get your wings, and I'll I'll tell you, I'll show you the ropes, how to fly the ship. Awesome, thank you, Captain. Uh, Joss, Joss is you know the 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 kettle is starting to brew, and he kind of awkwardly leans up against the island. And you can tell he's just very very uncomfortable. Huh. So. Uh, how's everybody feeling with the, uh, attack and all? I see everybody's <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. I think uh-huh. we handled it quite well. Uh, I, uh, it was honestly, I think, dealt in the best way that it probably could have, considering that we were, uh, ripped from interspace and, uh, invaded so, yeah, you know, the fact that we're all still alive, I count as a win. Absolutely. My running theory is that they followed us from our first mission, you know, where we found those other spider biomes. Yes. I think that they probably followed us and wanted revenge for taking down their operation. That would make a lot of sense. Uh, outside of the fact... Danny? No, I think that's a great theory, Kyron. Thank you. Thank you. Are you okay? Hmm? Are, are you in danger? Why were those sense after you? Uh, well, you were Kyron. Because <laughs> we took down their operation on the Owing Moon. I'm sure. Yeah, they wanted revenge. Revenge. Well, that would make sense if they were looking for me, or if they were looking for just the ship in general, but they were looking for you, Danny. Well, I think they had me confused for someone else, Captain. They they mentioned some some Mr. Coley, who I, I, I've I never heard of before. Um, yeah, that name sounds made up. Yeah. Uh, perhaps they were, you know, uh, assuming that that would be a, a valid reason for them to board a coalition ship, when really they were after sweet revenge. Probably pirates or brigands. Yes, pirates or brigands, Captain. Joss, Joss pours four mugs of tea uh, and uh, B1 and B2, both of the baby bions, uh, uh, grab two of the cups and bring them over. And uh, Joss brings the one to you, Danny, and kind of offers it out to you. Yeah, I take it. Yeah, Joss Joss pulls up a stool, kind of sitting in front of you guys, and kind of sits down and slowly kind of starts sipping on his tea. Annie, you are a member of my crew. You are a member of our 
crew. And if you are in danger, I need to know so that I can protect you. So that we can protect you. I look at Danny and I say, that is part of my job. I sip the tea. B1, bring up the old crew image. And uh, B1 kind of jumps onto the island, kind of waddles over and a little... Uh, a little wire shoots out of him and starts messing with things. And eventually a hologram kind of begins to materialize and, and the kind of wavy uh, fluid motions. And then eventually you see an image kind of floating above the island. It's an old hologram with seven people in coalition gear posing in front of the Ark Stars loading uh, so for, for those of you that have seen some of the other pictures that have been shown around the ship, uh, you know, some of you recognize the feline features of uh, Captain Nickelback okay. and uh, you, know, you recognize the uh, blue skinned woman. Uh, and of course, you guys see an even scrawnier and younger teenage Joss and uh, this old picture and Joss points to the old captain Captain Arthur Nickelback he was the bravest and most honorable person that I knew he was also wanted on his home planet of Kisaria for evading military conscription and he joined the coalition to get away from the Kisarian planetary authorities Joss points to the uh, blue skinned woman medical officer Sirana Nikui she was the smartest and most beautiful Nemorian I have ever known. She lost everything when she poured all of her resources into her private research to find a more natural and easily accessible way to synthesize STEM. And she was cut out of a deal with STEM Core at the last minute to preserve the STEM patent integrity. She joined the coalition to be able to use her knowledge to help those who actually needed it. He then points to a, a short, stout human man uh, with dark skin dreadlock green hair and a big toothy smile mechanical officer john john burris he taught me everything i know about ship repairs his husband and daughter were caught inside of their house after a fire broke out inside of his workshop he joined the coalition to run away from his grief and guilt he points to a centauran with bluish gray skin uh who is missing her bottom left arm intelligence officer cassia valentino she was the strongest and most loyal person I have ever met. She fell in with a criminal organization, Visigoth, and chose punitive amputation as her punishment and joined the coalition to leave her old life behind and start anew. He then points to a tall, slender Malachian, uh, which is a, a tall, almost insectoid-looking uh, uh, looking person with a petite face, large black eyes, uh, short curly black hair and two long antennae. Security officer Mithra Ample. She was kind and funny and as close to a real angel if they even exist. She was a petty thief and in serious debt to help her sick brother on their home planet Majriti. She joined the coalition to begin to pay off her debts and to get her brother into coalition health. He then points to the last member on the picture. A this blue amoeba-like blob. Communications officer Gort Gala Akatori. He was the first plasmoidian to join the coalition and no other ship's captain could see that their use and understanding of language far exceeded even the most sophisticated translation software. And then there's me. Kind of gestures over Wanted the picture for of his younger self. 
<laughs> the youngest human to be head pilot on a coalition vessel, who ran away from the slums and polluted sky of New Toronto to see the stars and find the father he hadn't seen since he was four years old. Everyone joins the coalition for a reason, and everyone is put onto the Ark Star for a reason. This is the ship of criminals and outcasts, misfits and weirdos who don't quite fit in anywhere else, but wants to serve the galaxy anyways. <sighs> Captain Nickelback always said that in the far reaches of space, you only have your crew. And while a member of my crew, you are a member of my family. Once a member of the Arkstar crew, always a member of the Arkstar crew. Joss kind of like opens up his arms. You three are the newest members of that crew. He points back to the hologram. And as long as you are a member of this crew, you will receive the respect and care as if you are my family. Because that is my job as captain of this ship to make sure it happens. So Danny, I'm going to ask you again, and I just pray that you will tell me the truth. Are you in danger? What is happening? How can we help you? Family's a loaded term, Captain. It's not always a good thing. No matter who your family is or was you will always have this crew as long as you were on this ship you will have this crew and even if you don't want to be a member of this family if that's too loaded of a term i understand family can be messy but you're still a member of this crew and i'm going to treat you as such look i see what you're doing here and i i appreciate it joss but i i can't just open up uh I, I've, I've known you guys what a month if i were to spill the be i mean there's a two billion credit bounty on my head and how am i supposed to know that you won't just turn around and turn me in Everybody i know that i just from... said it, it it's because i want so badly for what you've said to be true i wanted nothing more than to get away from my circumstances before this but i don't know you people how can you get to know us if you're not even willing to share who you are or who you were hmm. Fern. yes why did you join the coalition well i'm sure by now uh most of you have noticed this and i kind of gesture towards my void with my hand um <coughs> well i don't know how much you all know about Vernovans, but um, this isn't something that all Vernovans can do. Um, it's kind of a very special ability for Vernovans, and um, those of us that can do it, we're usually, uh, well, we're kind of taken at a young age and we're, we're trained on it. And uh, it's a very, it's an honor really on our planet. Um, Everywhere you go, you're looked up to like a hero, um, and you know you get kind of a bunch of a bunch of special attention for it, I guess. Um, but it's also kind of sombering. You have to you have to kind of step away from any other line of work. Um, and basically, I was given a choice: I could go that path, or um, you see, Vernova just very recently became a part of the coalition and um there's a a big emphasis we decided all my people that we wanted to we really wanted to embrace the coalition so i saw this as an opportunity to do something else um an opportunity to kind of do what i had always wanted to do to go out and see the entire galaxy um and not kind of do do what everyone else had planned for me to do my own thing um 
So I told everyone, hey, I would like to be one of the first Vernovan members of the coalition. Um, and a lot of a lot of people were disappointed because they had put time and effort into me following a different path. But this was my path. So I decided at the end of the day, I can't make decisions about what other people want me to be or what other people want me to do. Um, I have to make decisions about what Vern wants to do. And honestly, I didn't know a ton about the coalition. I didn't know its mission. I didn't know that I would be in a crew with amazing people like you all. I just knew that it was my choice and I made it. I don't know just if you know how like absolutely poignant that was <laughs> for uh-huh. my whole um, story. <laughs> yeah, Kyron goes, I joined the coalition because, well, the alternative was working for my sister in the family cobbling business. That didn't seem very fun to me, and I sought glory and adventure on the field of battle. So, independence, he points at Vern, points at Joss, says family, points at himself, glory, (laughs) looks at Danny and he goes, you see, Danny, I don't think any of us are in it for the money. I couldn't care less about a bounty. (laughs) They just, I mean, did you not let, (laughs) did you not let people down? coming here let people down well sure i'm sure my parents wanted me to stay and help with the business but that's not what i wanted to do sometimes you have to make decisions that are for yourself something that is what you want and need to do no matter the consequences (sighs) fine fine (laughs) i mean it's kind of funny i didn't expect some of you to be here for some of the same reasons i am but i mean i have to say this with if i tell you it's not just me that's in danger, it's all of you. Well, personally, I would much rather be in the know because, you know, again, as long as you're on this ship, we're all in danger. So it makes a lot more sense for us to be able to help you than to just be in the dark and still be in danger. He kind of like lifts his slinged arm. Well, you sort of become like a comp- an accomplice of sorts if, uh, okay, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to leave this tacky kitchen without telling you. Um, so, second warning, if you spill the beans, you'll have to deal with my aunt, who's a very, very scary person. Um, so, I'm not trying to open this up with, with a threat, but um, I, I was told very explicitly not to tell anyone, but I didn't come out here to hide I came out here because all I ever wanted was to see the stars and not be pent up on that damn moon. I, I feel like we're building up to something here, and I don't—I don't really know how to how to say this. I guess, but uh, I mean, me, uh, you're safe here. I was not forged with the name Danny. I may have purchased this identity off of. Um, a black market body smith from the underbelly of Callisto. Uh, because no, there was no way someone of, of my circumstances would be able to join the coalition. Um, I was forged with the name that uh, I just, I'm kind of looking around at the group. And even though I'm like backed in a corner and I, I, I feel like I have to do this deep down, I, I know that I want to do this. I did not want to go out and what and lie to all the new people that I met. I wanted to get away 
not to be someone new, but to truly and finally be myself. And I feel like if I follow my aunt's directions, if I do not tell anyone the entire time I'm out here, I will never truly be able to be myself. So I think I uh, I swallow the pill and I um I say I was forged with the name Don Eversynth. Uh, if you don't know, that's the the missing princess of Callisto. I am heir to the throne. Joss sighs a sigh of relief. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, that makes things so much easier. I really honestly thought that you were going to say that you were some like deep dark criminal and you know, I wasn't going to report you to the authorities or anything but okay that 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 makes everything no, so much easier my mother really did not want me to leave um so if anyone finds out the, the full force of the the Callisto royal guard will be on our tails oh, well okay I mean it's a good thing we took out the people who knew yeah uh, well, okay, if those people okay. do, I I bet more people know. Well, about that, um, I, uh, it did kind of seem like I, admittedly, I don't know who Danny Riker used to be. Uh, my aunt procured the uh, ID chip for me. Um, it's did I didn't know how to say this before I kind of opened up with the fact that, that I wasn't forged with this name, but it did kind of seem like they were after the person who used. To own this identity, but I again I don't. We kind of killed them, and so I I I don't know exactly what they knew. Ah, dead man walking scenario. My my aunt also might have killed all of the rest of them as well. Oh, mm. Josh just starts smiling. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, not to revel in the pain and suffering of others, but that's that's great. That, that means nobody's after a lot of you. Trouble. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, people are looking after Don Everson, but nobody else should be looking for Danny Riker now, right? Right. And in in theory, you're the only people that know because I haven't told anyone and my aunt is the only one who knows. But yeah, again, if you feel like you have to, I, I understand if you have to take the bounty. I mean, it's quite large, but I, I hope that you don't. Why would I need any money? I have a ship and a mission and I've got a crew. That kind of covers everything that I need, as well as a few, you know, spare parts for buy-ons. That's the only thing I ever actually buy. But, you know, he kind of he pats his coalition badge. This gets a really nice discount. I would like that we had some more poultry in here, just, you know, for dining purposes. Oh, other, other than that, though. Oh, yeah. Things are no, great. I, I mean, we absolutely, once we dock at Acer again, pick, pick uh, during up. the restock, yeah. we can we, we can put that onto the order forms. 100%. More poultry. I'll, I'll jot that down. He takes one of his arms and brings out a notepad that he keeps in his back pocket. And then with one of his other arms, writes down poultry. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Keep, keep a running list. Does anybody right. else need anything else? You know, again. We probably need to get the ship up and running again, but, uh, you know. I would like a small amphibian aquarium. It's for a friend. Absolutely. Joss points finger guns at you. 
absolutely. Your, your, your little froggy guy definitely needs a home on the Arkstar. Does he have a name? Um, I'm going to let him pick once he's decided. So would an amphibious aquarium be also called an aquatarium? That makes sense to me. Okay, I'll <laughs> jot that down. Yes, uh, an, an aquatarium for the uh, to-be-named uh, frog. Ooh, and we should get some of those, um, what are they called? They're just like little cheese crackers. What do they call mm, them? Mm, what, what are those I called? Can't, I can't remember. I'll just write down cheese crackers. Yeah, just, write, we'll, write down, we'll just write down cheese are. crackers. That, that's, uh, I wouldn't yeah. mind some more spaghetti. Absolutely can add a spaghetti. Absolutely. Poultry and spaghetti. Oh, wholesome meals. All right, this looks like a pretty pretty good list. This has been a really good meeting, everyone. No, I, I, absolutely. Thank you all for attending. Again, I, I didn't want to sound too harsh whenever I said it was uh, mandatory and immediate. It's more, I am still in a lot of pain, and so I kind of wanted to get it over with as quickly as possible, just so, you know, I can go back to the med pod after I uh, set us back on track for getting to Acer Station. Yeah, I think Danny on the inside, uh, I haven't said anything else throughout the meeting, is Keaton is not super surprised. I think Danny is absolutely baffled that the conversation just immediately moved on. No one had any questions. <laughs> Everyone was just like, oh, okay. Um, just because of how much it was like enforced into me that I cannot let anyone know. And then that, that was the entire reaction. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I... That was my, that was my goal. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. <laughs> From a storytelling perspective, I enjoyed it. Danny's character is beyond baffled by it. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, after, after a couple more minutes, Joss kind of stands up and awkwardly claps his hands together. So, we gotta get this ship up and running again. And um, with my arm, I'm kind of useless. I'm going to need y'all's help. Uh, my guess is it's got something to do with the jump engine. Um, if I direct you, will you guys be able to fix it? Very possibly, and also very possibly not. Good enough for me. Let's go. And he kind of like points everybody to the turnstile. Okay. As, as we all exit the room, Joss kind of grabs onto uh, onto Danny's shoulder and kind of shakes him a little bit. Once a member of the Ark Star crew, always a member of the Ark Star crew, and pats him on the back and pushes him through the door. You all walk through the turnstile, and uh, Joss starts like you know haphazardly pushing buttons and everything, and eventually it opens up into the jump engine which is just this as you guys walk in it is like this low ceiling you know very harshly lit hot and steamy room uh, and in the center of it there is this just large black cube with a rainbow of wires and tubes connecting in and out of the uh out of the giant cube and the room is an absolute mess uh, with many wires seemingly having snapped and come undone and are sparking around and multiple of the tubes are just oozing purple fluid all over the floor. And Joss kind of takes a look at it and is like, oh, this is about as bad as I thought it'd be. OK, um, Kyron, can you start working on the wires? Uh, Vern, can you start? collecting the tubes and um, D, 
Danny, can you start mopping the floor? <laughs> oh, I've never used a mop before. On it, Captain. Mm -hmm. All right, let's let's get to work. And you all start to repair the engine room together. You know, a everybody, uh, Kyron, make make a um, make a speed roll with a uh, difficulty of three for me. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. So a nine. You, as you were kind of like you know finding the wires that that seemed to kind of go together. Joss is you know pointing pointing out which which connections go where and everything. You narrowly miss getting electrocuted by a stray wire that Joss accidentally kicked your way. Uh, and he is just like absolutely uh, horrified that he almost electrocuted you. Uh, but you know you're fine, and you're you're able to uh, keep uh, connecting everything. Hey, you uh, got electrocuted earlier, and I'm much bigger than you are. I mean, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done the same thing, but not. It wouldn't be great to have two people electrocuted on the same day. You know, bad luck. I don't know. Better to get it all out of the way at one time. That in is my a opinion. good point. Vern, make a uh, make an intellect roll with a difficulty of three. All right. Eight. <laughs> so yeah, you're 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 picking up the tubes and everything, and you're pretty sure you're sticking them in in the right space. And Joss eventually kind of comes over to you and kind of points to a couple of places where uh, it's like, oh no no no, this this tube goes here and that tube goes there, and and you pull one of the tubes out and it just sprays the purple fluid all over both you and Joss. Uh, it smells awful and is disgustingly warm uh but Josh just starts cracking up oh my god I haven't I haven't had a jump fluid spill like that in ages oh <laughs> oh here 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 no listen and, and he kind of like grabs it with the left arm thing you gotta just really shove it in there like this to keep it from happening aye aye captain I, I shove it in there I just shove the tube in um I'm not set back by the fact that I just got like fluid sprayed over me. I think Vern was kind of just like unfazed and he just jumps right back into the job. Uh, Danny, make a speed roll with a difficulty of four for me. Two. <laughs> you know, the you go to the supply cabinet and you find you find a mop and everything and you know, you, you get to mopping everything up and things are going really well for a little while. Uh, but then eventually um, there's fluid all over the floor and you do take a nasty slip and just fall and land right oh. on your back with a loud thud. I'm okay. And everybody kind of just slowly looks. <laughs> and just everybody is cracking up and having a good time. And after a couple of hours of working together the ship is repaired the jump engine is back online uh just gives everyone a uh, leave for the rest of the night while uh he goes back to the bridge and uh prepares for the jump back to acer station what did the three of you do with the rest of your uh hmm i'm going to I think I'm just gonna go back to the to our quarters and uh, write a message to to mom and dad. Hmm. Not to completely put you on the spot, but do you want to give us a little a little what that message would look like? Sure. <clears throat> <clears throat> D 
dear mother and father, it's been an interesting days, weeks. I don't even know how long I've been on this ship because it's been so fun. I've battled robots. I, sorry, bio, I've battled bions. I've battled synths, I believe. And, and that's only the start. I imagine this is going to be a much more adventurous position than I had originally hoped. I, uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Always yours, Kyron. Danny, what do you do? Um, yeah, I guess I can have kind of my ref- my reflection there uh, being, I, th- I think I have a little epiphany just when I get back to my room of realizing that, like, the whole reason I left was because I wanted to choose what I wanted to do, not to be what I was, like, forged to do, um, you know? And uh, even in a weird way, I think I actually I, I feel kind of good because it was you guys put me on the spot, but it was still my decision to tell you, which was kind of the opposite of what my granted my favorite family member, but still my family member told me to do. So I don't know. Does that make sense that it like? Yeah, it, it, I, I, I it felt like the last hurdle of really kind of severing ties with Don completely Mm. um of like that was the last instruction to her and this was the you know now i'm i'm me uh and stuff and so i I think i grab out of my few belongings um out of my black backpack i grab a uh a deck of uh callisto callistoan hollow cards and i think i'll head into the communal living space and uh i just want to teach them some of my favorite card games Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a- after after Joss sets the course and has B1 and B2 pilot the ship, he definitely comes uh, comes to the... Uh, well, uh, let, let's say, yeah, there, there is... I'm adding a new room. There is, like, a lounge room. It's just I got a room. It's got full of, like, couches and yeah. tables and... I uh, love couches. You know, there's... <laughs> I, I imagine... There, I imagine knowing Joss. I don't, did you know about this room, or is this a room you've just found? I feel like Joss is the kind of guy who would have a, like an old school arcade cabinet that's just this ancient relic, you know, that like it doesn't oh, what? function, but it's in there, and you, we have the, all these like false stories about how it used to be used and stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> no, no. Joss, no, again, I think I think like whenever you you bring out the cards, Joss is like, oh, I know the perfect room for this and and takes it into the lounge where there's just it's it is just comfy and cozy and full of knickknacks and is trinkets it like, like and basement vibes absolutely oh, basement yeah. vibes basement vibes yeah basement I, I think vibes. i think i think it even is almost like built like a basement like the turnstile opens up and you have to go down a set of stairs yeah. into the room yeah like absolute basement Wood vibes. paneling yeah Yes. Heck yeah. Yes. Vern, after after playing after playing cards, what do you do? So I think that I stay and play cards um, the whole time. I think once we've kind of wound down and we're done with that, I would like to go back to the uh, the garden area that I have discovered in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You 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 know instinctively know the levers and buttons and. Uh, and 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 things to push and pull and turn and you know a- after after a moment it opens up into the garden. Um, I think once I'm in there, I just do some kind of light gardening work, just kind of cleaning up some stuff, 
that maybe hadn't been um, touched in a while. And then uh, I think after doing that for a little bit, I just kind of sit and just enjoy enjoy being in there. Yeah, no, your 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 little frog pal uh, pops up to you. No idea how he got into the garden, but he somehow did. Uh, and, and he kind of hops up onto your shoulder and gives a good ribbit. And, you know, little little bubbles kind of float out of his mouth whenever he does that. I nod in understanding, but don't say anything. I think after a while, you know, you, you carry your little frog friend uh, back to your area of the barracks. And after a little while, you drift off to sleep. And as your consciousness begins to drift, uh, you begin to have a very pleasant dream. Speaking, getting to talk about your home has just brought back good feelings and good memories for you. And you dream of Vernova. Describe what you see, what you dream as you're thinking of your home planet. Yeah, so I think that Vernova um, is kind of a rockier planet. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot of kind of just um, harsh terrain. But then you also have kind of very modern uh, buildings and architecture built onto that. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say inhospitable. I think that the technology that the Vernovans had have made it. Um, you know, we have plenty of water. It's not like a desert or anything, but it is kind of just a uh, almost red rock everywhere. Um, mm. And I think what the kind of first Vernovan culture was, um, I think early culture was mining, but I think they've gone away from that now. They've become um, a lot more invested in part of joining up with the coalition. Now they've become kind of interested in um, having more relationships with other planets, kind of finding out things. I think in the past, the Vernovans really just kind of kept to themselves. Um, but now I think they're really kind of starting to think about, okay, we want to reach out to other planets. We want to kind of meet um, species that may have never been to Vernova before and kind of see how we can uh, benefit each other and learn from each other. So I think kind of coming with that, there's starting to be almost the first traces of technology from other places is starting mm. to be brought back to Vernova. Um, so I think it's something that it's a little bit in flux right now. Yeah, no, and and you dream of that wonderful chaos that that is. You dream of a world brimming with potential, and I think that that you you remember your home fondly and pleasantly as you drift off to sleep. The swirling of rainbow lights illuminates the interior of the domed starship speeding through interspace. CR-34 is seen standing at a workbench inside of a little workshop inside of his spaceship. 
hurtling through the stars. Um, he, he, he is sitting there fiddling with this wooden box that has this purple velvet lining. And inside of the wooden box, he is slowly placing freshly harvested crystals of purple and white. From behind him, a loud thump happens and the Vion turns his head around sharply as the trapped purple worm slams its head against the glass containment sphere. Uh, just gnawing, just awful ooze coming from its mouth as it is just constantly just thumping and thumping and thumping against the containment unit. CR 34 sides. Oh, no bother. Hush. You're perfectly fine. You've been enough trouble for me already. CR 34 goes back to the cockpit of his, um, the, 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 the dome starship looks very much like a flying saucer as he continues to speak through interspace. I've got worm. I've got crystals. What else do I need? <coughs> I imagine that's what CR34 would say if he were with us right now. <laughs> God God rest his soul. God rest his soul? Question mark? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what kind of sentience we've arrived at with Bions. I believe from our rudimentary world building, that's like the big difference between sense and bions is that we are technically sentient and they are not. But also, I don't know with this guy. He seems pretty sentient. Who am I to he say? Got some, he got some He got some. magic fingers that we may or may not have seen mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the show. Yeah, I think that's like the big difference is bions can still be very highly operating like a bounty hunter, you know, and everything, but they're still following their programming whereas and they can't necessarily make completely original thoughts that that's me guessing yeah um no. it was, it was, uh, you know what we had a lot of just sit and talk episodes in in red bet and we hadn't had one yet for zero so uh, yeah, it was right. a nice little, nice little throwback also yeah, i am thanks for, thanks for doing lot. my job <laughs> yeah you're you're welcome if i get the next episode no, i can't Luke do the that next now. one yeah I, now he's gonna do something um, Listen, i have been i have been prepping and prepping for so many episodes this time i was just like i'm gonna write a monologue and then everybody else is gonna have to talk because that's what i'm prepping is so, a monologue how many episodes have you done total because my wheel it, it says you have five episodes left, but I feel like you should have less. Um, Let me see. So I have, I'm looking through yes. my notes. You did episode one. Yes, I did episode one. I you know, did you've done four. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, it was one, five, six, and seven. One, yeah. five, six, and seven was all me. Okay. <laughs> I do think three in a row is a new record, but I, I, I was thinking you'd had a much longer I, I forgot about the split episode in there yes um, no say it's I, I i had i had i've still dm'd a little bit outside of my own episodes yes. it has been a <laughs> he lot he could get the next episode his streak might not be over my, my streak might not we be will over we'll have to find out here in a second um <laughs> i guess i do the outro stuff um <laughs> thanks everyone for listening there you were late episode seven of zero um I should I, I, I can talk like a regular person. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode seven of Zero. And thanks again for your patience. Because again, as always, this is a fun hobby. 
<laughs> that we love doing. Um, but uh, we also uh, have so much other things we have to do to be adults. And it's hard to get it out on time sometimes. But life is crazy and hard and not always fun. But I always enjoy getting to spend a little time with my podcast bros. Yeah. Get to podcast tell some bros. stories with y'all. Yeah, like I always say, we'll, we'll, we'll always be back eventually. <laughs> um, but uh, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to support the show, um, you can. Uh, where am I going? What am I? What am I doing? Um, Dale, I think I, I've there's got, almost a little bit of Dale in there. There's a little bit of Dale, not quite. I, I've got this. If you'd like to, to support play. the show, you can. You can flying away. Oh, oh no! I think I've just got this itch to play a goofy character. Um, it's it's in me. And, and yeah, anyways, uh, thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show, follow us on social media. We might tweet about when there's delays. We might not. Uh, you can also uh, go support us on the Patreon. Uh, what do we got on the Patreon? We got some bonus content. Some of it's RPG stuff. Some of it's not RPG stuff. Um, some of it's Ken, Pokemon. Ken just uploaded some Pokemon stuff. Yeah, just because I that's, had the That's itch. what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so thanks. Thanks, everyone, especially to our high rollers on the Patreon table TCU. Mono him, Mr. Grant Howell, and Graham Robertson. Your money pays for the music, uh, mostly. Um, and thank you. Uh, for that, we, we we appreciate it. Um, we love y'all. Yep. I, th- I thought I you were going to add more. One more but... thing we oh, need no, to do. Oh no, I was just I was just telling them that I love them. Gotcha. As always. Gotcha. Gotcha. Those high um, rollers, man. Mm, love yeah, them. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. Would yeah. you say it's time to? I guess it's 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 time. We can do the we can do the wheel. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've stumbled through this <laughs> outro, so <Yeah>. let's uh, <laughs> stumble through this wheel spin. Whoa. Spin. The- adding some some nice variations to the to the tune here in our second long-form series all right um i have an announcement the noah arc has not continued. Um, oh, okay. yeah, I tried to. I tried not to. Lie. I, well, even <laughs> when you said not, I thought you were going to say not ended, and I was yeah. like, oh my <laughs> gosh. But they were there. That, that's, that's why I did that. <laughs> right. Not going to lie. Weight off my shoulders. I'm ready to play. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm ready to play a goofy character because that's my only guarantee for next time when I take the reins from Noah with episode uh, 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 eight. And uh, one day Luke will be the game master. <laughs> one day it will happen. One day. <laughs> one day. One day soon. Um, but who knows, maybe we'll have to find out if this is a brief hiatus from the Noah arc or if Luke will finally get his first episode. But the only way to find out is to come back next time and listen all the way through to the end of episode eight of RPG Roulette Zero.